0: What's up, community? Abir Al-Amin here with another one on Evoke Rant Sessions. In the last episode, Look Around You, we took a look at the dynamics of the 3D matrix around us, the collective story we all co-author and how it presents in our lives today. We see very clearly that the 3D matrix is a manifestation of our individual trauma into a collective one, and how we've all been accentuating and validating each other's trauma stories instead of validating our feelings, dreams, true desires, and inherent worthiness. We've been playing into victimhood using pride, the coping mechanism we practice to atone for our perceived collective shame. How we've become an unworthy collective focused on appearance, competition, and comparison in order to prove self-worth instead of recognizing the truth that our self-worth is divinely bestowed. We no longer follow our internal compass. Instead, we have this hive mentality where we function within limitations we created and called them culture. Limitations we use to box ourselves and one another in to belong and maintain the hive mentality. And guess who's our queen bee? Yep, you got it. The ego. Pride, or collective ego, has therefore designed a false persona for humanity. And we all live by it, manifesting it through our social interactions, lifestyles, and economic evolution. Focusing on the external world to prove our internal worth, never really getting there. Living the fast life to achieve, but somehow we're always emotionally stuck in our place. We're what you would call an advanced race but not an evolved one, at least not yet. An evolved race lives in oneness. Now that we believe our state of being is from a place of collective unworthiness, we're fully geared towards fixing our internal void, the disconnection between humanity's heart and mind, and we fix that by trying to complete ourselves through the external world. We attach to the world outside of us, and we're mobilized to do, 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 in order to prove ourselves rather than just be who we are. We're geared to take action, and not always from a place of love. Actually, precisely not from a place of love. Pride has us placing expectations on ourselves and others to fit within the social boxes we created. And the more we focus on enhancing our false image, the better the box we upgrade to. How successful we can be means how much more money can we make and use that money to upgrade our avatar skins in the 3D matrix. Kind of like you do in a video game. We upgrade the false image and uphold it through another coping mechanism we adopted to complete ourselves. Today, we're going to dive into another one of the seven sins. We're diving into greed. Where pride creates the false image we now believe we are, greed is an obsession with upgrading that image through ownership and possession. We have built a socio-economic structure to have us feel more worthy when we own more, driving the concept of consumerism as the new definition of livelihood. Our livelihood is no longer food on a table and a roof over our heads. No, it's how much I can own and what trends am I keeping up with, be it fashion or the car I drive or whatever lifestyle hack you're inclined towards. Consumerism is concerned with how much you have and how much more you can own so you can feel good about yourself. We all end up binge-buying things we don't really need, but maybe, just maybe, they'll make us feel good about ourselves in front of people. Not really between us and ourselves, though. We try to fill that void within us through material things. Using ownership to fill the void never really does it for us. We only end up needing to own more, and then more, and then more. We've created a world where worth is measured in numbers. When you go online to look up how much money someone has, you go and you look for their net worth. Oh my God, my net worth is measured in numbers. We've definitely lost the plot with this one. And the fact that it just goes right over our heads, we don't even question it. It's now common language, net worth. In the entrepreneurial world, venture capitalists are always looking for the unicorn, the startup that's going to become a billion-dollar company as fast as possible. That's how you get funded. You could come up with an awesome idea that could change lives, but they will take one look at you and ask, do you have traction? Have you made sales? Do you have pledges from potential customers? Only if you've made money and proven the potential to make much more will they invest in your idea, because then you can bring them more money than they already have. Today, the numbers flying around are so ridiculous, it makes the individual feel so unaccomplished. Numbers today have the power to make a person feel insignificant, since we have silently agreed to measure our net worth in money. Look at who the idols are today. Today we look up to the billionaires and celebrities of the world. That's our benchmark for living a successful 3D matrix life. Our entertainment, which is gossip driven by the way, is all designed to make us crave a status we cannot attain. See, the systems of the 3D matrix are not designed so you can attain that status. It's designed so you continuously crave it, comparing yourself to the idols and others, with the looming notion that you can never achieve it. The rat race. The entertainment industry continuously makes sure that you know what's happening in these celebrities' lives, how they live, where they vacation, what they own, who broke up with who, who's dating who, in a way, painting a glamorous utopian dream, these celebrities are worthy of our love, support, and respect because somehow they are superhumans who own things and hence their net worth is something to be admired as opposed to ours. And we subconsciously anchor the false notion of our unworthiness even further. Today, We're more concerned about owning things because if I own an idea, if I own material, land or property, preferably waterfront with my own beach access please, if I own assets in my name, if I own knowledge, then I can leverage that on people and call it self-value. But we're not far off. Since we're measuring our self-value in the 3D matrix of unworthiness, then our value would definitely come from how much we claim ownership over. Even knowledge is something we give and take in exchange for money. The education system, classes, courses in all fields, well newsflash. No one owns knowledge. Knowledge comes through us, it doesn't come from us. Especially spiritual knowledge. If humanity lived in oneness, like is intended for us, knowledge would be shared. We'd make sure we evolved together. It wouldn't be gate-kept the way it is today. The advertising industry is a massive psychological operation that banks on you feeling unworthy because your unworthiness sells their products. They make sure in their stories of competition with other brands to induce your comparison of yourself to other people, making you feel behind unless you're on this trend, manipulating you emotionally to think that you need to buy whatever it is they're selling. You need to get on the train now or else you're going to miss out on the chance of looking better, being better than your peers and colleagues and competitors and whoever it is they're putting you up against. Without their product, you won't feel better about yourself. And we end up buying stuff we don't need and hoarding them. The more we hoard, the higher our social worth is. The more we hold on to self-value, which is achieved through things. The trend turnover now is so high that we really end up confused, you know? Like, what? What? Do I buy this perfume or that one? That bag? Yeah, why not? The latest sunglasses. There's always something we're missing out on. Summer fashion, winter fashion, this just in. This is the vacation hotspot nowadays. Because we've seen this or that celebrity or influencer there. That's what's cool. We have all become greedy. But greed has been packaged in very enchanting psychological and emotional advertising, and we use it to feed into our ego the hunger to look better, to be better than the other, to feel better. So I can stand out of my current box and upgrade to belong to the next box. Pride is the foundation, and the remaining sins are the structure built on that foundation, on which our world systems and culture grow. We use greed to compensate for the lack of character with ownership. We compensate for the lack of intrinsic self-value with ownership. This results in a complete disconnection from our true self-worth as humanity. We function this way as individuals, as communities, as companies, countries, the whole world. Everybody's on the same page. We're all disconnected from this planet we're supposed to be delegates on. We're supposed to be taking care of Earth and its inhabitants, humanity, animals, plants, and everything included. But what are we doing now? We're ravaging it because Earth is now just a resource. We slaughter billions of animals every year for food and fashion. Fashion, you guys. I'm vegan, and I've taken that decision to be vegan for two main reasons. Number one, I've experienced self-love. I love my body. And I have enough discipline to not want to ingest something that has been tortured, injected with hormones, and diseased. Like, why? So I can have my picture-perfect lifestyle with a burger or a steak? No, thank you. And the other reason is I ask questions. I'm very aware of how the industry sources its food. I'm aware of how the animals are treated, and I have mercy and compassion in my heart. And for that, I am so grateful. I decided to act upon it by choosing not to contribute to this industry that's convinced us we need to eat meat every day, sometimes three times a day, to live healthy. What a joke. Making it available in things that you just gobble up as you walk by, such as beef jerky and chicken popcorn. We've lost the plot. Humanity is so misguided and misdirected. Where do we get off deciding to farm animals by the millions and kill them for the feathers, for their skin, so we can wear fur, so we can have leather jackets? Why don't we ask questions anymore? Do you want to know what real life is? Get out of the city. Where everything is made available to you packaged in a supermarket or a department store around the corner. Or even a phone call away. Nowadays, an app or a website click away. Get out of the city and see where your food is sourced from. Did you know that the meat industry contributes to the majority of the air pollution on the planet? More so than the transportation methods put together? But no. No. I want bacon and eggs in the morning, and I don't care how they make it to my plate. I just care that they do. I don't care what's in them. Even if it's causing my illness, I just care that I have them. That's the trend. Everyone's doing it. It must be right. We don't ask questions anymore. We walk around just flowing with whatever's given to us. Go with the flow, they said. What flow are we going with? Whose flow is it? Why do we suddenly have fish farms? Salmon and shrimp farms. What is going on? What happened to the fish in the sea? Oh, you don't know what's happening to the sea? There's enough documentaries for us to actually wake up and realize what's been going on it's happening right under our nose and the reason we don't do anything about it is because we don't ask questions and even when we do get the answers we turn the other cheek earth and everything on it is looked at as a resource and we're ravaging it like we have another one lying around somewhere ownership has become the way for us to gain a sense of fulfillment, of completeness, a false sense of wholeness that doesn't last long because you know you're just gonna come back home and sit on that couch with yourself and just like your job title doesn't matter then, neither will I own this and that. When you get in touch with your deep emotions, none of it matters. And you realize what it all was. It was a quick fix moment of instant gratification that does not last. But you know what lasts? Intrinsic fulfillment that comes from true self-value. Self-worth that is not linked to the outside world, but on what you could bring to the outside world through you. Real communities are built on sharing. What's mine is yours. Real communities are built on the understanding that each one of us brings something to the table and we hold space to nurture each and every one to achieve their highest potential, because that's when we all arrive at our highest potential as a community. Real communities function on love and togetherness, on co-creation and collective evolution that's a result of looking at what's wrong and working together to fix it, rather than pointing fingers of blame and creating the reward and punishment system. People only walk out of detention at school or a warning at work or even prison feeling worse than they walked in. Not only are you mistaken now, you're isolated and being called out on it in a negative way. Your worthiness to us as a collective is in question. We really just literally placed you in a box of shame, and it's on you to recover from that and impress us. That's what we're doing. Greed is the outcome of the insecurity of being me as I am. And that shows up in our relationships as well. Claiming ownership of people, clinging to another person to fulfill your void is also greed. Constantly wanting attention is greed. Needing to own someone else to reassure ourselves of our self-value and worth is greed. It's really lovely and beautiful when people tell us loving words. We all want to hear them, yes. But the need to hear them, the need to ask for them, to need that validation is the coping mechanism of greed. Being possessive and trying to control others and keep them around us to fulfill our sense of completion, to fill our void without considering the other person and what they need and who they are and what their dreams and primal desires in life are, is greed. The biggest way we see this manifest is through parents owning their children. When parents have allowed the world to tell them who to be, and they don't actualize their own self-value in this life, and then try instead to get fulfillment through imposing their long-lost dreams on their children. They try to live through their children, and they burden their children with the task of achieving their fulfillment for them, and use control and ownership to do so. Living their own lifetime was not enough. Now I've got to live what I couldn't live Through my children. Not allowing the child to be who God intended them to be. That's another way the coping mechanism of greed manifests. When you haven't had enough of life and now you still want to live it through someone else. And it gets passed on as generational trauma. We do not own people. Just like nobody owns us. We are free. Only you own your path and only you can walk it because nobody's come here to do what you do with your energy signature, with your outlook on life, with your experience and all that you are. And you need to do so unapologetically. There are no two people in the world who are exactly the same. So there's no way you would be bringing to the table what somebody else is. And that diversity is beautiful. We need to stop competing and comparing and fighting in order to prove ourselves within boxes that are designed to dim our shine. We don't have to prove ourselves. You'll always get what's yours and what's yours is not measured with numbers. When we're aligned to our true primal desires, that's all the fulfillment we need. When you're aligned to your purpose in being here, your purpose of existence, living through what makes your heart sing, that's the real flex. I'm very fulfilled doing this podcast because this is really my true heart's desire, to share what I know, to speak up about what matters to me in life, and maybe help as many people as I can along the way. I'm not driven by needing people to be helped. You guys can go ahead and listen, and if it helps you, then great. You want further support? Reach out. We have a community for that. But where you go from here is on you. My part is to speak my heart knowing it will help whoever wants to be helped. Because I'm divinely designed like this and I'm divinely guided as we all are. And when I share what's in my heart, the ones who are meant to receive it will. To live my gift and share it. Free will, remember? I'm fulfilled, and it's a feeling that's out of this world because it's immeasurable. It's not quantifiable by numbers. To dissolve the coping mechanism of greed, we need to take a step back and understand that money is a byproduct. Thinking that money is a goal, is a mindset we need to change and evolve from. We've been misguided. Money is a byproduct of your message and you were born with your message. You were born with your contribution to this world. Nothing is ever a mistake and nothing is miscalculated. Everything does happen for a reason and everyone is here for a reason. So connect to your reason to your own heart, and you will realize when you allow yourself to be all that you are, everything that is yours comes to you. You are not abundant. You are abundance itself. There's plenty to go around. There's an abundance of love, of support, of skies, of space, of land, nature, of opportunity. But there's a misconception going around that Manifestation lists are something you can write down and wish for. Everything that is yours is already written. The infinite possibilities have already been created. Your potential for both dark and light is already existent. Manifestation is to make something manifest into the physical reality, and you do so by being an energetic match to it. So let me ask you, if we're thinking from a place of not being good enough, what do you think we are manifesting in our lives? We're manifesting all the time, nonstop. We get what we think we deserve. When we think highly of ourselves and from a place of love, we manifest love in our lives. And when we think we are undeserving, unworthy, needing outside validation, then we'll always manifest unworthiness in our lives. Being driven to make money, to own things, to own people and status, in order to actualize self-worth and adjust our appearance to the external world, will never get us to feeling worthy. Never. It will not bring the feeling of fulfillment to our hearts. That rat race, that path, is only going to have us wanting more and more, and more, because we believe we are never enough. But I promise you, we are. Manifestation of what you deserve and is truly yours happens when you align to who you truly are, divine. When you vibrationally align to your heart, to unconditional love, to the frequency of God within you, Everything that is yours will come to you. It's really important for each and every one of us to go on our individual healing journeys, where we wake up from this slumber we are in, to the fact that our trauma contributes to the collective. It's not just your story anymore. The person next to you and their trauma contributes to your story and yours to theirs. They're not just somebody else. It's not just you or me on this earth. It's us. We have been conditioned as a collective to follow and not lead. We do not ask questions and always look for the answers outside of us. We're told what to think, how to think, and not to question it. But here I'm asking you to question everything. Is this information I'm being told correct? Am I viewing the situation as it really is? Or am I viewing it through my filter of protection, of fear, through rose-colored glasses? Don't be a follower when you're a leader. We are all self-healers and we are all self-leaders. You have that divinity within you and you have the free will to make those choices and decisions in life and act upon them. How are you using your free will? Are you using it to liberate yourself or to further imprison yourself in the 3D matrix? That power is within you. And all you need to do is ask questions. Question your own perception. Your perception is only as expansive as the limiting beliefs you think about yourself and life. The more you expand your mind, the more you enrich the possibilities of who you could become. Don't take things for granted, especially information. Do not take information for granted and do not doubt yourself in the process. We all get so many ideas that are conflicting with what our world today says is true. Doubt is a powerful tool for us to question our external world. Doubt and ask questions in order to arrive to what is true to your heart. Doubt is not meant to be used internally. Let go of doubting yourself. That's what's stopping your primal desire from shining through. Become your own self-leader, and you only do that by asking questions. Don't be hung on the answer. Answers will come. Just do your part and expand your awareness by asking questions. Ask the questions to shift your perspective to fulfillment that comes from the heart, not from ownership. The world needs you today. It needs your primal desire. It needs the sole purpose only you were born with, what you incarnated for. Connect back to your true essence because there you know you are complete. You know you are supported and divinely guided. Each and every one of us is divinely guided. If only we choose to listen to that divine voice within us instead of the egos. The best way to counter greed is through gratitude. A lot of us are living life today like it's something that's imposed on us, like it's a burden, not the gift it is. Being alive is a gift Breathing, being in this body, experiencing life, it's a gift. But if we wake up every day feeling like we have to battle through life and life is troublesome, we're not going to be grateful for what we have. We're not going to be grateful for the things that are already in our lives that we're not paying attention to. We've been conditioned to look at the negative in order to survive it and functioning out of individual and collective trauma, but there's a lot more to life that we're not seeing because our perception is clouded, and the information all around us does not help. Practicing gratitude will have you notice what's going right in your life, and you'd be surprised at how much is. Sometimes it's the simplest things in life that are most profound. A beating heart. A roof over my head, food on the table, good company, a support system I can rely on, the fact that I'm able to enjoy life and laugh, and the fact that I'm able to cry when I need to. We take all of this for granted and we're chasing material fulfillment. To let go of greed and wanting more is to be thankful and grateful for what you have already. Practice being grateful until you reach a place where you are grateful for the darkness as well. It's inevitable in this realm of duality. Be grateful for the darkness because only through the darkness do we get to experience the magnificence of our light. Declutter your space. Clearing your house helps clear your mind from material attachment. Give away what you don't need. Thank each piece and item and show your gratitude to the lesson it contributed to teaching you. Let it move on to teach someone else about the true value of life. Darkness has its wisdom. Retrieve it and blow the darkness away with a breath of light. Reclaim your divine essence. Connect your mind and heart through feeling, through devoting yourself to your primal desire. Pick up a creative expression of any kind, writing, painting, dancing, singing, work with your hands, express life. Redirect yourself towards what matters. Reach out to the next person. You'd be surprised how many of us are ready to shine. Next week we'll be diving into another one of the 7 Sins, so buckle up! We'll see you this Wednesday for the community session. You can register to receive the link on wwwevoke youcom If you have already, use the same link, it's the same link every week. And remember, what's yours is already around you. Like water from a faucet. The water in the pipes is abundant but it only flows when we turn on the faucet. The more you turn on the faucet, the more abundant the water flows. That's what gratitude does for your abundance. The more grateful you are, the more you manifest what is yours from a place of love. Gratitude opens the gateway to heaven and replenishes you with divine light. I'm grateful for my life and I'm grateful for you And I'm grateful for myself. Learn to be grateful for yourself. It's the most awesome gift God has given you.